0: This is Kristen Hedgecock. And I'm Ash Matson. You're listening to APTA Sophia. Which means useful wisdom in the pursuit of biblical womanhood. Welcome to
1: APTA Sophia. My name is Ash Matson. I'm here with Kristen Hedgecock. Hello. Hello. And we're back with some new episodes for you. Today, we are talking about how to incorporate Bible study into your homeschool day or your day at home doesn't have to be part of your curriculum, but it should be part of your curriculum. So we're going to dive into what that might look like. Uh, But before we do, we're going to do the most important thing we do in any episode, and that is our would you rather question. And our would you rather is from chat GPT. So this one's actually pretty horrible and long. (laughs) (laughs) Would you rather be able to teleport anywhere instantly, but lose all sense of direction and never be able to find your way back to your original starting point? Or have the power of invisibility, but be permanently blind while invisible. They are both horrible options. I feel like you really couldn't have any responsibilities and choose the first one. Yeah. Because wherever you you went to, you would be leaving your previous point behind forever. Yeah. So you'd be like starting your life over every time you did that.
0: Maybe you just would not teleport then
1: not unless you were like when when would it ever come down to like having to teleport you'd have to be like at the very end of your rope and be like i can't do this anymore i'm out I'm starting over here. and you just teleport somewhere and then forget yeah and get back and i've it's just never been
0: in a place in my life where i've wanted to forget everything and leave everything behind
1: right cuz yeah. if you had that ability but you knew you were going to like abandon your former life or not be able to get back there
0: but I also wouldn't, wouldn't want to be blind. You ever so do then that. I would never want to be invisible. Well, like not you'd only kind could of be you like not spy. see, you'd be like an auditory spy. An auditory spy. Yeah, it's like not only could I not see, but then people couldn't see me. So then they would like run into me, possibly, because I wouldn't be able to move out of the way.
1: You could be like a chameleon and you just like go up against a wall and then like
0: if I knew where the wall invisible.
1: was <laughs> Well, you'd have to get there first and then okay, you'd engage yeah, your true. superpower. Uh-huh. And then you would only hear. You would be like a bug. Like uh not a bug, like an yeah, insect. Like a like, tap, like a wire tap. Yes, thing. yes, you know what yeah. I meant. Okay. Yep. You'd be like a beetle. <laughs> that's not what I meant. Um I feel like that's the only one that makes sense to choose. Yeah. Out of the two. Where would
0: you teleport to? Um, Man, that's a good question. I love to travel and I love different, just crazy countries. Mm-hmm. So I'd want to teleport to someplace that I'd really want to go see. But I just, I couldn't imagine not being able to get back home. So mm-hmm. I just don't think I could ever choose that as a legit option. So I would have to be invisible and blind.
1: You could just teleport, like if <laughs> somebody like broke into your house, I was trying to murder you or something, you could just teleport to like your front yard <laughs> or your neighbor's house, so your neighbor can lead you home. <laughs> you know? Yes. If you're tight with your neighbors Shh. like that, that would yeah. be the most practical way to use it. Where you'd be like, "Hey, you'd Frenchie, be like, I don't. here I
0: am. Lead me back home." Right.
1: You'd need somebody else to be like, "Oh, we found you again. You're uh-huh. off on your crazy."
0: Teleportation, teleportation journeys Teleportation journeys. um yeah mm-hmm.
1: to a or what if
0: or what if you like wear like a dog collar type thing yes. <laughs> where you're like if found please return a to tracking this chip. this address
1: I bet you could I bet you could yeah. totally circumvent it that way yeah you could have like the coordinates in your tracking chip
0: there you go yeah Okay, we found Even a way to all get the
1: around it. right now are like, Tracking checking, chip! at <laughs> the six, base! <laughs> 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 okay, so if you could circumvent it that way, would you Would you do it? I think I would do it then. Okay. As
0: long as I found a way back home, I think I would.
1: Okay, yeah. Be like,
0: please return me. Here's uh, my forehead. Beat me. Scan me. I
1: wouldn't want to go anywhere by myself. I get anxiety, like, finding new parking spots by myself. <laughs>
0: I think you and I have talked about this before. I know. Before. We like, have
1: the same. I actually like got on the ferry for the first time by myself in a, in like a long time. Yeah. And I was so anxious. And I was like, look, look at you. You're, You're doing grown it. Up. You're a real grown up. And I was like, Kristen <laughs> would understand. Kristen would feel the same things I'm feeling. And then I like didn't get out of my car because I was afraid I was going to get lost and
0: not be able to find my oh, car I did, again, um, which was
1: so dumb because I would find my car. You would
0: eventually find it. I yeah. would
1: eventually find it it yeah but i was like wouldn't it be nice to go sit on the because i had no kids with me i was like going to wo- the women's retreat um that kristen skipped because she's a sinner <laughs> um <laughs> she was on a really cool like homeschool trip with her kids but yeah uh yeah i was like i could just i am kid free i could go enjoy the scenery it was a beautiful day i could go sit in front of the water and i was like nope i'm just gonna sit here and be car sick <laughs> in my car or like seasick in my yeah. car because I'm afraid I'm going to get lost. Yeah. So I don't know that I, would I did to get teleport. lost by the
0: way on the ferry. Cause I did take a ferry to my homeschool field trip and I did get lost. And my kids Knox actually was the one who was like, mom, the car, <laughs> where are you? Where, what are you doing on this side of the ferry? And I'm like, well, I thought I drove on, see, I get turned around. I, I don't pay attention to what, end of the ferry I drive on. Uh-huh. And so I can't remember what side of the water, what side the water was on. I'm like, now was the water on my right side when I got out of the car or the left side? Because then if I know that, then I can at least determine what side I need to be on. And I, I chose the wrong one. Skylar's
1: on my kid that would find it. Yeah. Yeah. She's always like rubbing it in that she knows where we're going better than I do. Yeah. But and she'll do it like, Mom, why don't you know where we are right now?
0: <laughs> <laughs> my kids are like, Mom, do you need to do you need to Google Maps that uh, like constantly? Yeah, do you actually know where you're going? Like if I am like, if they know I'm going someplace new,-huh they will they will, <laughs> is it in your Google Maps like hands down, never fails. They will ask me if I put it in my Google Maps. Yeah, because I'm like that. And then yes, I get parking lot anxiety. Like I don't know what it is. Like if I am going someplace, I just wanna know where I need to park. I just wanna know. Because if I don't know where to park, especially in Seattle, I'm gonna start crying. The cat.
1: Oh, what what's the your kitty. kitty? The kitty will not come near us. They're really? like Why? skittish. I don't know. Oh. They were like that. This one's actually really affectionate if you can get it to feel safe with you. Yeah. Um but, yeah, it doesn't want anything to do. Sorry, you were talking about parking lot anxiety. Mm-hmm.
0: And cut yeah. You off.
1: You're like, cat. It's been They've just been back there. They won't come out until really? nighttime. Yeah.
0: I like wonder they're if they're afraid of the noise. I don't know. Like kid noise, <clears throat> do you think? Maybe. Yeah.
1: Because I had them isolated for so long, like yeah. just with cats.
0: And then, <clears throat>
1: yeah. I don't
0: know. But, yeah, parking lot anxiety. It's a, If I don't, I mean... It's more when I have to go into the city. If I have to go into the city, it's and if I don't find the spot or a garage right away, I can't help it. Like my eyes start getting teary. I just, I don't know what it is. It's a big, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know if I park in a random parking garage, am I going to be able to get to where I need to go? I just, I hate it. Yeah. I really hate it. Yeah.
1: Same. I want like a big full, I want a big parking lot with actual spots and not this like parallel park on the street type business but where we live that's so common yeah at least I'm pretty good at parallel parking our big van.
0: Ooh. yeah because I have to
1: do it out out front all the time and yeah I'm just gonna say
0: I I'm pretty good at it yeah I'm pretty good at parallel parking too I just need to know where and then how to get to the destination from the parking spot and nobody
1: can watch me do it if my neighbor, like, is in the driveway, there's no way I'm getting it right, like, in any less than three tries. But otherwise, like, when nobody's watching and it's 1030 and I'm coming mm-hmm. back with Taco Bell, I, like, nail that thing. And mm-hmm. I'm, like, half an inch from the curb. Glorious. So I would pick blending in to the wall like a chameleon and not being able to see. Yeah. And just listening. I would spy on so many people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just for fun. You could still make noise. You'd be like, ah! <laughs> like... Have things Ryan. floating through the air.
0: <laughs>
1: Get your wife McDonald's. <laughs> What's happening? <clears throat> so would you rather? Oh. One of the options is, would you rather be able to turn invisible, but when you do, you lose your ability to see? So I was saying you could, like you would blend into the wall like a chameleon and just and then i would use my uh ghost voice to manipulate you into getting me things
0: okay head to our follow ash for more marriage tips yeah
1: head to your fa- head to our facebook or instagram to wait in we want to hear your thoughts and so um we are going to dive into today's topic. so Kristen, this was your idea why don't you tell us this is my about idea. it
0: um Okay, so my topic idea evolved from, oh, just being a part of a few different, like, homeschool Facebook groups, and it is, I don't know, curriculum planning season. A lot of people are preparing for the fall and looking at different science curriculums, math, asking for advice. All this kind of stuff. And I just noticed a really big trend in the subject matter of the Facebook groups of people wanting recommendations on devotionals for their kids and um, character studies and, you know, um, looking to different like Bible study curriculums, all that kind of stuff for whatever reason. And I don't necessarily think that those are a a bad thing necessarily. Um, I think that like many things in homeschool, I think moms can tend to do too much and overthink a lot of different things. Right, And so I'm hoping— To like by speaking to this, that you feel like just reading scripture to your kids and talking about it with your kids is enough, and that you don't necessarily have to dig deep into some character study or some word study with them in order. For them to understand God, or in order for them to um, change in a positive way. Right. And so it's Mm -hmm. more of a, it makes me sad a little bit when I hear a mom kind of spill her heart out over a Facebook group, you know, because of some character issue with their child. And thinking that scripture alone is not enough. Mm -hmm. Um, And certainly, like I said, I don't think there's anything wrong per se, but um, I just, it it makes me sad that, and and I understand that you can get in a place in your parenthood where you're just like, nothing is sticking. Mm -hmm. There's just this deep seated rebellion and I don't know how to get to it. And this is what, I think is the problem. So we're gonna, does anybody have a good character study on on like honesty mm-hmm. and stuff? And I get that sense of desperation uh, where you look at your child and you're like, you are a big sinner and we have some major things that we need to address. Um, and then just fe- throwing whatever book, curricula, whatever at them, hoping that something Would stick, Mm -hmm. and so I I hope people take this as an encouragement and not as a judgment to um, kind of pare down and keep things simple, because sin has existed from you know the beginning of human time, Mm -hmm. and we didn't have these character studies to help shape and mold. And I do think that God's word is sufficient if that is all you have. That is more than enough and complete. And um, so anyway, I do think that um, part, if you haven't already made just Bible reading number one top priority in your homeschool, that if you haven't tried that first, with your kid, just reading a chapter a day and discussing it. Um, if you haven't tried that first, my encouragement to anybody um, who is trying to get a, um, to work on themselves or, or, uh, help their child, that that needs to be first and foremost. I think we think ugh, reading the Bible is just not intense enough. It's not, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's not enough. And whether we think that consciously or subconsciously, I think that is a big fallacy that we tell ourselves. Like, we have to do something else. We need to do, like, it's this big, deep character study. Or we need to do a big word study and understanding the Greek and the Hebrew and the Aramaic. And if we really understood the meaning of the word love then my child will not hit his brother or sister. If <laughs> they you just really, don't have enough
1: information. They just that's don't why have enough information.
0: And that's why mm-hmm. we need to um, search high and low for the perfect curriculum to address this big issue of hitting and not loving your neighbor mm-hmm. or your brother or sister. So um, anyway, any thoughts on that or
1: yeah I mean I I think there's a place for I mean we know as Christian women that there are there are works done on all all kinds of um, aspects of the Christian life all manner of sin by the Puritans there are commentaries Mm -hmm. there are books that have changed our lives that are diving into scripture in a specific way. And so I don't, I don't think I want to be clear. I don't think Kristen is saying that those things are off the table. Right. But um, that they're like, like you were saying that they're not necessary in order to get to the heart of your child's sin. And scripture is sufficient. Um, Sometimes we need extra help in, really understanding how to apply Scripture rightly. And so those things can be helpful to us as mothers, I think, Mm -hmm. Um, in the same way that an exegetical sermon can help us to understand the Scripture in a way that we just don't on our own. Um, And those things are blessings. But by and large, like when I was thinking about this topic, one thing that came to mind is that our primary... Goal in discipling our children is to teach them how to walk as a Christian walks and how to live the Christian life. And scripture reading, daily scripture reading is crucial to the Christian life in a way that daily Joel Beek, Beaky reading. <laughs> However, you say his last name, I think Beeky. Beek. Joel okay. Beek. Um, <laughs> He's he's a wonderful book writer and theologian and pastor, but mm-hmm. that's you can live without him. You cannot live without the Word of God. Right. That is a habit and a practice that we need to be work, walking through with our children and also teaching them to engage in on their own. Yeah. That needs to be a daily habit. So um, if, if you have to choose one or the other, <laughs> choose the scripture reading. Mm-hmm. I think... There are so many things that we choose in education that seem to me fluff if they are pushing out those Christian disciplines that Mm -hmm. we should be training our children in. Yeah. Like prayer. Um, We should be teaching our children to pray corporately in a group um, because that's a part of being— a member of the body. We should be teaching our children to pray for one another, to be praying um, individually, alone, over a variety of things. We should be showing them, like, what they should pray for and how to pray. That's all, like, from, from Scripture. We should be teaching our children um, to read Scripture every day and also how to read Scripture and how to apply Scripture. We should be teaching our children to, um, to memorize and Sorry, to memorize and um, meditate on scripture. Um, And what was the other thing I was thinking of? And we should also be teaching our children the catechisms and the confessions so that they understand what historical theological orthodoxy looks like and sounds like, why it's biblical, so that they have some guideline to keep them. Mm-hmm. keep them on the straight and narrow if they're noticing that their interpretations of scripture are contradicting the confessions consistently that should be a red flag to them
0: mm-hmm.
1: so um, yeah I I think you know I was thinking about this this year because it's easy as a new homeschooling mom to like get caught up in all the like bells and whistles because it looks amazing um, especially like the Morning Binder was a big one for me. All of the, like, memorizing poetry and doing composer study and artist study, I'm not saying you guys can't do these things or that these things are bad, but this big stack of books to read little little excerpts from, and they're, like, morning time is, like, 45 minutes to an hour, and the kids play with their toys, and we're doing all of these things, and I'm, like, I'm not saying that you're not studying scripture, but that can really you can really like make, make Bible study like this little snippet mm-hmm. and put all these other things in because you want your child to be enriched and you want them to have a diverse feast and you know what mm-hmm. I mean. But um our primary admonition from the Lord is to have his law on our lips in all that we do. And to be talking about the things of God with our children in all that we do. And to really know God means we really have to know the scriptures well, not just in passing, not just little snippets, and we understand we remember Bible stories. Like we could be diving in a lot deeper. Um yeah, those were my initial thoughts. Yeah. I, I think if you think about like when you're saying keep it simple, when I think about all the different things that Think are crucial to the Christian life that are just so fundamental that we need to be training our kids in. Um, I don't know that you have a whole lot of extra time for Bible curriculum, <laughs> right? you know, because yeah. kids have a short attention span and you only have so many hours in the day. And one of the beautiful things about homeschooling is that you do not have to spend six hours a day in the books, mm-hmm. but um, it is a lot as far as essentials go and... I would say if there's any chance that you're neglecting those, like fundamental primary things in any way, in order to replace it with, some devotional, right?
0: I would I would caution against it. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, I understand wanting a guide of like, well, I don't really know, how to talk to my kids about the Bible, because it wasn't modeled to me, or I mean, there's people who are new Christians and then have the conviction to homeschool. So like I said, I'm not saying that these are necessarily bad things, but um, just as I would need when I'm teaching, I taught biology this last year, and even though I have a degree in science, I learned right along with my kids um, all the biology things, that honestly I had either forgotten or just never learned or didn't care to learn. And scripture is very much like that too. Um, If you're a a newer Christian or let's just say you haven't, say you're a a long, you've been a Christian your whole life and you've never really made it a habit um, to read the Bible every day. Have that be a habit that your kids seeing you do and that yeah, maybe there are some things that you're like, you know what, this this verse, I don't really know what this means or I don't really know what this is talking about, so let me look into it. And it's okay to come to Scripture as a humble learner. And um, I think one of the other benefits that I see just reading through the Bible, just as, as is, um, is that... <clears throat> kind of my philosophy on word studies and Bible programs that focus on like almost a hyper focus on small little things is that you are, uh, the Bible refers to scripture as a, as a double-edged sword or as a sword. Right. And um, that it, you know, can cut out sin and sear our conscience and, when you pick and choose things that you think are your problem you take the scalpel out of god's hands and place it in your own and say whether you think this or not which i you know don't think most people mm-hmm. think this i know my heart more intimately than anybody else in this entire universe. And so I know exactly the things that I need to carve off and out of my flesh. Mm -hmm. Whereas, and I would say that a, a lot of moms, you do know your kids really intimately. And of course, as moms, you see character flaws that you're like, ugh, my kid really has a problem with you know, beating up their siblings and not having love for their neighbor. Mm-hmm. And that is the one character issue that we're going to work on. Um, but then you don't know their inner struggles completely as the Lord does. And He gives us His word to cleanse us. And there might be things that you read through that will touch one of your children that you didn't even realize they were struggling with. Mm-hmm and again i don't i just want to say it like i'm not you know don't ever buy a devotional they're horrible but i want to free you from thinking that god cannot work on your child's character unless you have this devotional mm-hmm. he will work more on their character because you are covering more topics you're covering a more the ways that they can sin even more than what you can even think of. And um, yeah, I just, I felt like, uh, I know I need to be reminded of that because I have kids and they have faults and I see their big obvious ones that I just want to, you know, kill and help them mortify. But then they have secret sins too, just like us. Right. that I don't know about, right. that only the Lord knows about. And if we really believe that his word is, um, you know, as the psalmist says, like it's, it's the purifier of our soul, it's the cleansing of our soul, um, then we need to apply it liberally <laughs> and frequently so that it reaches every part that their hearts and souls need and not just what we think we're putting the scalpel back in the Lord's hand and say, Lord, please use your word, your soul, your sword to just take out the cancer that is invading my kids' hearts. And I, I just, you know, I I don't think we have to overcomplicate Bible study or scripture reading I think we can just keep it really simple and just trust that the Lord is going to work through the meager means of just reading a chapter or whatever every day.
1: Right. Um, You know, I've noticed that about, um, about moms in the mom groups. Uh Um, And I'm sure I could have these same tendencies, but they tend to label their kids
0: mm-hmm.
1: and to have this, like, big overarching view of their sin in a way that kind of, like, sticks their kid there. Like, he's lazy. He has. He's slothful. He's lazy. He's angry. And it's like this—it's almost—it makes me wonder if the sin is being dealt with rightly in the instance because it seems like it's a result of not keeping short accounts— Mm. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. So the sin
1: is persisting and it's not being dealt with biblically in the moment and it's becoming a habit.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: then the parent sees it as the child's fault mm-hmm. when the parent was there to nip it in the bud. Mm-hmm. And of course, there's the child is responsible for their own sin, but we're in control of what's happening in the day-to-day. And when you were saying, um, <clears throat> you know, that... God will use His word, just the just the like direct reading of His word, a chapter a day, to do all kinds of things in our children's hearts that we are not expecting. But in the Christian life, I think it is helpful to use specific verses to address specific oh, sins. absolutely. And I know you agree with me on that. Yeah. So I don't think you're saying anything against that. But the time for that is in the moment, mm-hmm. when your kid is being violent towards mm-hmm. another child in your family, you talk about, the way the Lord feels about violence or right. about anger that's unrestrained, or the way that we feel about the way the Lord feels about, um, I'm um, like a sharp tongue and mm-hmm. someone who's quick to start fights with and not keep the peace, like w- what God says about peacemakers, all these things are applicable in the moment in your discipline and absolutely have those things in your pocket ready to bring to your child and apply like we can absolutely apply the word of God in a specific way to specific and I think that's
0: the difference between discipline and discipleship yeah so the discipleship I think process happens I mean in both in both scenarios both when you're disciplining and when you're just You know, reading scripture, talking about his word, all that kind of stuff. And then the actual discipline is, yes, using scripture to specifically identify and be like, we need to mortify this. And here's the scripture of the expectation and the rule. Yeah.
1: One is building a child up in their their faith as a Christian Mm -hmm. and teaching them what the word of God says about all of life. And the other is using it to you know, mortify sin and teach them how to fight sin right. and how to use the word of God to mortify their sin. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I had another thought. I can't remember. Um, no. Do you want to talk about uh, what it looks like practically?
0: Yeah, I think, um, well, you had mentioned it already, but just to reiterate what you were saying about We, um, Ash had talked about using confessions um, and using um, catechism, and that might be a foreign concept to some of our listeners. So Ash, do you want to go more into what that means? Because catechism, if you have a Catholic background, that's like, (laughs) what is this?
1: I know. When I first told some of my family members (laughs) uh, that we catechized, they were like, that sounds incredibly Catholic, and they were very uncomfortable with it. Yeah.
0: yeah, I have family as well that can't come from a Catholic background, and um, so I had to do a lot of explaining as uh, as a Protestant, <laughs> what we mean by catechizing our kids. So so we use awful. the Westminster Catechism. I use the shorter catechism, which um, shortens the questions and answers for the kids. Um, I use it as soon as they are able to start talking. Really around the age two is when we begin asking our kids. It's a series of questions and answers like um, what is the—I'm trying to think of how it's worded in the shorter catechism, um, but what is the purpose of man? Like, mm-hmm. what, why are you here? What is the chief end well, of man? Is It's
1: to glorify God and it's, enjoy right, him forever. Right, exactly. I
0: was like, I couldn't remember yeah. if that was the shorter version or the regular version. But um, yeah, or how many gods are there? And so it's a question. It's a it's a question and response. And then you have scripture verse scripture verses supporting yes, scripture each and every one of the things that an orthodox Christian would believe. Um, so,
1: so yeah. So we're Presbyterians. So we um, we follow our church uh, subscribes to the Westminster Confession of Faith. So it is a statement of faith that we can have trust that our um, Elders will adhere to, and that the members are called to uphold, uphold, yeah, and not create division or um, or their own rules resistance against <laughs> those tenets. Um, and then, like Kristen said, we have the Westminster Shorter Catechism and the Larger Catechism, and it is exhaustive and concise and beautifully worded and full of scripture proofs. So, it is a great way to. Even as an adult Christian, I, you know, I came to the faith later in life and it has helped me so much in understanding how even to explain these things to other people. Mm -hmm. And to when I, when I am um, forming my own opinions and ideas based on my own study of scripture, I have often gone to the confession to be like, what, where am
0: I at? What have Christians said for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years? What has been tested
1: and published and
0: agreed upon? How many gods are there? Not not necessarily those things Well I'm like no, I got, yeah, but you might need that. But you know Some people like it explains the Trinity and yeah. some people have very interesting ways of explaining the Trinity that honestly is not biblical right. And so you can just, well what did these people say about how did they word it? And so it's a really great tool to um, use with your kids.
1: Yeah, so um, the confession was produced by the Westminster Assembly, which was an assembly of theologians and church leaders convened in London in 1643 during the English Civil War. And the purpose of the assembly was to reform the Church of England and establish a unified doctrinal standard for the church. Right. And it has stood the test of time. Mm-hmm. Um, I love chat, GBT. It's amazing. It's so helpful. <laughs> yeah. It's like a Google super, super drive. Um, but anyways, there's also a shorter catechism for children. So those are the ones, that is the one that I start with with my kids. I haven't gotten into the Westminster Shorter Catechism, though we will as they get older. So it is an even more simplified simplified version of the Westminster Shorter Catechism. There are other catechisms out there. So um, does... The, London Baptist Confession of Faith have their own. Mm-hmm. Okay, have yeah. has their own. I'm like I haven't been in the Baptist
0: yes circles so we, for yeah. I so don't know what we, else they use. Yeah, and that's a pretty. Um, I I don't remember honestly what the differences are, the nuances of that, but it's still like a pretty um, you know orthodox view of um, Protestant Christianity. Um. Yeah, the London Baptist Confession is a, is a good one for our more Baptist um leaning listeners. It's um, a good one. Yeah, the Heidelberg
1: Catechism is oh, another yes, popular the Heidelberg one. Oh, yeah. Really um, one. Yeah, we're going to memorize the first question of the Heidelberg. Next yeah, we're going to do. Our- I was going
0: to say cuz my kids know the shorter catechism pretty well. <clears throat> um I mean, we've been rehearsing it with them for, well, my oldest for 14 years or 12 years because we started when he was two. But the Heidelberg is a really good um, one for just, I don't know, better layman terms, I guess. I don't know what the right I've word heard is. It's, it's very a,
1: like pastoral and devotional in its yes. language. Like, yeah. it's quite encouraging and lovely. And yes. Yeah. Um, so. This year, just just an idea of what we did, and it was very helpful, and my kids learned a lot. So um, we chose to do the Apostles' Creed mm-hmm. for the whole year, mm-hmm. and I didn't sit and drill my children on. Um,
0: I believe you, in God the Father.
1: No, we did not sing any songs. We just we just read it once make every it good, morning or most mornings. Um, when we started our, um, like family worship. And so we would read through it one time and they, by the end, by like the middle of the year, they could all say it. Isn't that amazing? Just from hearing it. And it's short. It doesn't take very long. And Mm -hmm. so this upcoming year, we're going to do the first question in the Heidelberg Catechism. That's going to be what we read aloud every day.
0: Um, you have to teach your kids the Rich Mullins version of the Apostles' Creed, though. I don't think so. Yeah.
1: I don't know. <laughs> right, I'm good on
0: that. <laughs> I believe in God the Father. No. <laughs> no. It's so—I don't even know. 80s? No, I'm going to hear Early it. No, 90s? I'm going to go look for it. You have to look for it. That's what I was singing, in yeah. case you couldn't tell. <laughs> I also
1: picked one short verse per week, um, most weeks. I was gonna. going to say— there were obviously some inconsistencies, but by and large, we were pretty pretty on top of it, and um, they would be able to repeat the entire verse usually by the end of the week or even midweek because mm-hmm. we would start—we would usually start on Monday, and then by Wednesday yeah, when they like... had to do their recitation at, uh-huh. at Charlotte Mason Co-op, they were, mm-hmm. like, pretty on, on top of it. Um, so just, like, if you think about memorizing Scripture or memorizing the creeds— um, or any like catechism, larger catechism questions with your kids. It's really it's really pretty straightforward and you don't even have to do it that quickly. If you want to choose to do a, a verse like every two weeks, that's okay. Yeah. Um, but just read it and it'll get stuck in their brain. Mm-hmm. Um, it's crazy how that works. Yeah, it doesn't I, take much effort.
0: Um, so for our co-op we used um, King's Things. Um, they are a group. I don't know, a music band group on YouTube. I found them on YouTube. And they you memorize chunks of scripture. And they have Genesis 1, 1 through 27, which is what our co-op memorized. So we would memorize a verse each week from that. They also have um, Exodus um, 20 for the commandments right 202220 mm-hmm. um and they have uh john 1 1 through 17 i believe and they have just all kinds of things and it's not like cheesy i mean it's a little tiny but it's Like I like it because it isn't babyish. I guess that's the word I'm looking Mm -hmm. for. It isn't babyish. It's actually like oh, like these are like decent, like ways to memorize. And my kids Mm -hmm. memorize um, well and fast with songs, and it's just fun. Um, So we do that, and then we I um, pick a Old Testament book to go through, and then a New Testament book to go through, and I just alternate every one, and then. Um, again, um, try to be as consistent as I can every day with that, but yeah. and then we did not do any catechism memory work um, last year. I just they, they know it really well, but this year I wanted to, um, this next school year, do the Heidelberg because I've heard that that's another really good one. Mm-hmm. And then throw in scripture proofs for each. Yeah, each thing for them to memorize, they can memorize more. Um, a catechism for
1: this year with the um, catechism for young children or small children. I, we can link you guys to it. But I printed them off and I use them as discussion questions in the car. Mm. Um, I think next year I'm going to put more of an emphasis on verbatim memory. I kind of poo pooed that out the gate because I was ju- I was thinking you know if we're just discussing these concepts and really working through like maybe three of them per week that um, they'll get it and they did like mm-hmm. they remember they can explain in their own words a lot of the things that we talked about and it was fun to have those discussions um, but I think I am gonna really put the pressure on for them to repeat after me and learn the questions. Uh, this year. But I will tell you if you have kids in the back seat of your van and they are fighting the whole way somewhere, engage them in conversation. That for me really nicks it. Or play like really loud music that they're all <laughs> that they're all rocking out to. Uh, but the catechism questions were great for the car. Um <clears throat> that way our bible time in the morning didn't get too long because mm-hmm. it it can. Mm-hmm. Um and then also I had so I had the 365 Bible stories, Mm -hmm. which is really good because they're short, they're gospel-centered, and there's no second commandment violations in the whole book. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we would read, for this year, I would read a a story out of that, and then I would find the correlating passages from scripture, which were generally pretty short, Mm -hmm. like maybe a total of one paragraph, and then I would read the scripture passage that went with the story. Associated with that. Yeah. So they were getting kind of like two versions of the same story. Um and that was really great. The kids loved it. Um they really engaged with it and it was short and easy for them. At the end of the year I started doing one whole chapter and we're going through the Gospel of John. Mm-hmm. And because I knew that they would have a harder time with that, I started playing um they have a kids Bible version of Dwell on Dwell, the Bible app. And it's not really like the message. It's actually pretty close to like an ESV translation. Mm-hmm. They're just being a little. They're just simplifying the language mm-hmm. a little bit more because I know yeah. a lot it like of it. Is it. The
0: children's Bible, like by Christine, is it Christina? I don't know Moss? how
1: much that is like a story because they're doing verse by verse in this version. It's
0: it's it's less of a story and pro, and it sounds like more like what you're saying. It's it's more of a. They stick closer to what the actual passages say.
1: Yeah. So yes. that's what this is like. Okay. And that's why I've been trusting it because I yeah. know the book that we're reading, I mean, we've all read the Gospel of John a million times probably yeah. at this point. Um, so <laughs> I know what the verses say. So when mm-hmm. it's going through, I'm like, they're not misrepresenting. It's actually really close. So yeah. but it's in a kid's voice, it's got mm-hmm. a cute English accent or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and that way I can I play it on our stereo. We listen to the um, chapter together, and then we talk about it, but I am able to kind of like parent in the pew a little bit Mm -hmm. and get them to not mess around and listen, Mm -hmm. because read-alouds right now are are nuts. Yeah. (laughs) My kids, it's like so much of disciplining my kids to get them to listen to the dang story. So... (laughs) That's <laughs> that's what I'm able to do. And they actually—and because it's a switch up between what we've been doing, like we start with our um, Apostles' Creed and uh, Bible verse, and then we go into the Scripture reading. They're able to, like, focus more because it's new. It's, like, mm-hmm. a different medium. They're right. listening to some cute kid read the Bible with the cool background noises, and I'm there to, like, tss, eh, hey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So— that's been helpful, yeah, and that's about it. And we do other read alouds and stuff like that, like later in the day. I don't, I'm not trying to say don't do a morning basket or anything like that. It's just I see people putting such emphasis on so much else. Yeah, if you're and then Bible study,
0: it, Shakespeare than they do Scripture. Your priorities right. are wrong, and that is like I'm, you know, very Charlotte Masony. You know, and Shakespeare is important, and I love Shakespeare, but um i i if if your focus and priorities is getting your kids to know more shakespeare than scripture or that's just how your year has gone mm-hmm. repent and be like i'm going to make bible reading more of a priority and memorizing that because that that is like your whatever devotional is not what is going to prevent your kids from sinning it's not going to I mean it can it, it can help sure expose things and help them guide them but you know scripture is is enough and it's sufficient and we're called to hide God's word in our mm-hmm. heart and we're called to meditate on scriptures um day and night and um you know that's a just in and of itself if you're doing that it's really hard to like get into the nitty-gritty of a character study So again, not opposed to those, just making sure that we keep the main thing, the main thing, and we're doing as parents, as Christian parents, what God has actually called us to do. And just, I'm freeing you. I'm freeing you of stressing out over trying to find the perfect curriculum to help in your child's walk with the Lord, because his scripture and what he says to do is enough. We don't have to add anything to it. And we can just rest in the work of the Lord.
1: Yep, um, a few verses just to wrap this up. So, Second um, Timothy three sixteen through seventeen. All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may complete, may be complete, equipped for every good work. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that God's going to call you to in the Christian life that Scripture is not sufficient to address, on its own. Um. For the word of God, so this is Hebrews 4.12, for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's it. All right, all right. With that, go love God, go love your husband, go love your kids.